On today's episode of the AC Sports Report, we have someone that was a boys basketball coach for a number of years, including at Perry Hall High School, and one of the co-hosts of the Big Bad Morning Show on 105.7 The Fan. This is Connor Newcomb from the Locked On Orioles podcast. For athletes of all types, both on and off the field, the Sports Medicine Institute at LifeBridge Health is a game changer. Led by board-certified physicians using state-of-the-art equipment, the Sports Medicine Institute at LifeBridge Health will have you back to what you love. To learn more, go to www.lifebridgehealth.org slash sportsmedicine or call 410-870-7940. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, You've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Jeremy Kahn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate this. I imagine you have lots of spare time and you're just sitting around twiddling your thumb. I think you have six jobs now. Oh, man, I gave up a couple of them. But yeah, my schedule, it's seven days a week, 365 days a year. I'm working. If it's not my website, it's the radio station and other stuff as well. So we introduced you as someone who used to be a basketball coach. I understand you had to give that up because of job number seven or eight. But can we talk a little (laughs) bit about the coaching? But before that, did you go to high school and play sports in high school, sir? Yeah, I went to Hartford Technical High School in Hartford County. And, um, you know, the, the uh, sports programs weren't all that great back then. Uh, a couple of them were okay. But uh, I was a basketball player. I took graphic communications, graphic arts there, which I never used that in my life. Um, we can get into the, how I fell into radio. But, um, but yeah, I loved basketball. It was in my blood. I'm, I'm kind of like, it's weird saying it's in my blood because I'm the black sheep of my family. My family were all baseball players and hunters. And if you take me out in the woods, I'll lose my mind. And I love baseball, but I'd rather play basketball. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's always been like I lived on the courts. Same thing, like seven days a week and 12 hours a day in the summertime. So baseball is a spring sport. Um, basketball is a winter sport. But I'm sure getting ready for basketball probably interfere with that hunting because that's the fall, right? Then Maryland, it's yeah. like. Well, my, my, that's my family, man. They're all hunters. They love rubbing deer urine all over themselves and going out and sitting in the woods and it's uh, not not my favorite thing to do, you know. So, <laughs> and I bet your co-host on the radio show appreciates you're not rubbing deer urine on yourself, especially yes, before the yeah. shows. <laughs> so, so basketball in high school. Can you tell me about college? Did you play sports in college? Where'd you go? What was your major? Yeah, so I walked on to uh, Towson and uh, their basketball team. Um, I ended up getting a car accident and having to leave school. So, my, my I was a little bit pigheaded because I knew I, I felt like I was good enough to play D one ball. And I'll be honest with anybody that's had this experience because I was used to being one of the fastest guys on the court when I stepped on the court. I know I don't look like it now. I look like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Um, but, but the fact of the matter is like, it was something I took pride in and I worked really hard and I was good when I walked on and got into the summer league at Towson, I'm playing against their starting point guard. Who's probably five inches taller than me outweighs me by about 40 pounds of muscle. And it was kind of my come to Jesus meeting. Like I could play, but he was just beating me up and just so much stronger than me. And it was really kind of that lesson, like, wow, this is what you have to be to get here and to play. Getting here is one thing, but playing is another. So walk on that. That doesn't happen very often anymore. Was that a common thing when you were, when you tried it, when you did it? 
No, I mean, I think there were some guys like the D3 thing. There was no scholarships. Uh, I didn't really need money my first year. I had it paid for through academics and grants. Um, and I was going in. I was a theater and a math major. So, yeah, two things that really uh, go go well together. One thing I really enjoyed, I loved being in front of people and being on stage, not singing, no musicals. You don't want to hear this voice uh, singing. But um, oh, whoa, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe we do. I mean, this would be a, this might <laughs> no. be a first. I don't think I've ever heard you sing on the radio. <laughs> Definitely not, not happening. Happen. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so you're a theater no, but, math major. Yeah. And then math was something that always came to me. Like uh, I remember when we were growing up in uh, middle river in the Essex area, I went to Stemmer's run. I was in the gifted and talented math program. And then when we moved out to Hartford County, they put me in remedial math and there were two kids in my class getting straight A's me and the kids sitting next to me. So they actually separated us and like, why are you in this math class? And I said, you're asking a 12 year old kid or a 13 year old kid at the time to tell you he's having an easy time at school. That wasn't going to happen for me. I was getting an A. So, um, but yeah, but then I ended up taking uh, Calc 2 in my freshman year of college. Um, and as I said, I got into a car accident, which I dropped two classes. And I found out the hard way. You got to have 12 credits to play a collegiate sport. And I only had nine. Broke my heart and I quit school, um, which wasn't the smartest thing to do. But then I started playing pickup basketball and it led me into radio in a roundabout way. And, but before radio, you coached some at Perry Hall before. And, and I understand you just gave it up because of one of the many jobs you have. But tell me about coaching at Perry Hall. How long did that last and what level and how was the team? Yeah, so I coached. So for, uh, to start off, I started coaching like travel and in-house basketball uh, with my kids. And when they wanted to play basketball, I told them we're going to play it the right way. And so we broke it down. Then we created a travel team, uh, then an AAU team. And we did that for many years. And then I had a basketball camp I ran in Perry Hall for about five or six years where any money we made off the camp got donated back to the rec. Um, so I was all about it. Loved teaching the kids the fundamentals and breaking them down. I was one of those kids that nobody taught me those things. And when I went into high school, I was a one-handed bandit. I only had a right hand. And as soon as I got into a press, I'm like, oh, my God, where the hell do I go from here? And I worked my tail off on my left hand my entire sophomore summer. When I came back, I was a brand new ball player. So, um, and it's something that I tried to instill in kids at an early age. Cause if you learn how to use your left hand or your opposite hand, I should say, when you're seven, eight, nine, it makes it so much easier to start installing some other stuff as you get older. So hopefully we didn't foreshadow at the end of the podcast. I generally ask for some advice. So <laughs> I have a feeling we might know what you're going to say, but hopefully they'll come up with something else. So you had to end with Perry Hall, uh, your, your run with Perry Hall, but you're still. Yeah, so I did that for two years, high school basketball for two years. And I got to be honest, it was really tough to leave just because. So my first year, I thought I had this amazing team. I had so many individual talents, but when I put them together and playing as a team, it just didn't come together. Um, and I tried to give my sophomores a little bit more leeway knowing that they didn't have a freshman season because of COVID. Um, and so like, I, I probably took a little bit more than I should from some kids and trying to get them to play my style. Uh, by my second year, we had one of the better teams in the County this year. Uh, we were in the top three. We probably lost to one or two teams. We shouldn't have lost to, and we probably beat two teams that were better than us. So um, was really proud of the way the kids played and felt like we were building something. And then I get this new job offer and it's like, what am I going to do? And, and I, I, I like if I can't fully commit and I got some ob like I was given offers like, hey, if you can't make it all the time. I said, no, no, that's not fair to the kids. You need one voice. You know, I know you have assistant coaches and people around, but you need one voice and you need everybody preaching that one voice, in my opinion, to make everything work. And I felt like we were getting there, but it just sucks. I had to leave now because I thought we were building something special. So just for people that are listening, Perry Hall is a public school. It's in Baltimore County. Um, and within the state of Maryland, schools are, I would say, ranked or, or listed based on their size, correct? And I think Perry Hall is the upper 
70 yeah. upper largest school in Baltimore County. Yeah. So, and so they would play against the larger schools. And the theory is if you have a larger pool of students to your team, the theoretically you're going to have a better team. So, and I think it's class four a in the state. Yep. So you're playing the biggest and the best and, and you got the biggest and the best based on hopefully people are living in the right, the right district for you. Yeah. I mean, look, private schools will find the best talent and convince them to go elsewhere. And I can't fault any of the kids for doing it. Uh, there's some really good basketball programs. You can see what Parkville had built. Um, you know, and I start looking around at some of the other schools and you are a little envious, like, uh, Newtown's great. Delaney's great. Um, and they're constantly building and, and on top of it, it's not just one thing to have good talent, but when you have good coaches to go along with it, uh, it does make it really difficult. And that's kind of the thing I appreciated. I wanted to play the best. I wanted to go up against them. I wanted to see what they were running. Was it better than me? Could I devise a play to beat them? We had a couple cool moments this year. Um, and like having a school, like we were talking about at Perry Hall, I mean, I had, I think I had 60 kids try out for my team and I had to cut it down to 15. And to be honest with you, I probably cut five to seven kids off my team that could have made most county teams. Wow. That's, that's a good problem to have. Kind of. Yeah. It just sucks for those kids because like when I see a kid, like I even, my, my first year I kept 16. They told me I couldn't do it my second year because I said, it'd be very unfair to cut one of these kids. They both deserve to be on the team. And that's the hard part is like when you see something in someone, even like like there was a kid that tried out for my team that was so tiny, just so small. And he didn't think he had a chance to make the team. And I'm like, you're one of the most talented players. You just haven't hit your growth spurt yet. So I'm excited. I'm going to go back and watch them all play and watch my kids graduate um, and keep going back and checking them out. But I, I will miss coaching. them. So I listen to you most mornings on 105.7 The Fan, the Big Bad Morning Show. You and your 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 cohorts, your colleagues, your your besties, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is a conversation or, or, or a mood or a, a way of talking about athletes that I hear you talking about when you're talking about pro athletes is, mm -hmm. is, is, is it different? Is our, our high school, high school athletics different than pro? And we jumped right past college. So maybe that's the blended well, well, portion, but what do you know? I would say, I'd say it's very fair because like, you know, I've tried to be better. And I, I saw somebody else in our industry was trying to do it where everybody was just like killing Zach Wilson of the jets. Right. Um, and even after the post game, like Rodney Harrison of NBC goes to Chris Jones of the chiefs and tries to get him to just trash Zach Wilson. And, and all he did was praise him. And you saw Pat Mahomes come up to him after the game. Like when you see pro athletes, <laughs> like the, the worst basketball player in the NBA, I don't know if you like would destroy your average Joe out here. And the seven footers there are shooting three pointers. You're not seeing that from a lot of guys out here. And when we talk about the worst players, they're still some of the best athletes in the world. I remember uh, being at a facility working out, and Ramon Harewood, who played for the Ravens, um, he didn't play all that long. He was a you know mid-round pick offensive lineman. I was in there watching him run a ladder. The guy's 300 and some pounds, and his footwork was spectacular, and he can't even get on the field for the Ravens. You know, like So you start to see some of those things and understanding that you're critiquing guys that are at the top of the line, but you also have to – like I tried to use terms like, He's just a guy, you know, he's another, he's just another guy, meaning that, you know, if we're going to look the Steelers quarterbacks, like I think all of their quarterbacks are just guys. Like, I don't know that they're guys that are going to take you to a championship or that you will win with. Um, but you know, sometimes you got placeholders in this league. So I think it's a little bit different. And when you're talking to high school athletes, like there's, there's still a lot of growth that needs to go on. A lot of these kids don't understand what's happening. And if they've been through a program where everyone's kind of told them how great they are, like, it's very difficult to get a kid like that and try to break him down and say, hey, look, there's 50 other kids like you here or, you're, or there's 10 other kids like you here. You're really going to have to work. 
to be the type of player you think you can be. That's right. So again, I appreciate your time. I don't want to hold you up. I know you're, you're going on to something, but I have two more, two more questions. One is, can we talk just a little bit about the morning show now? It's, it's a morning show and it starts. What time do you go on air? Uh, we go on at six. So, um, so you so get there at like five fifty-five and just wing it, right? Well, I'm the one that gets in last and I'll tell you why. <laughs> one of my co-hosts is the most miserable SOB in the morning. So, um, and I, I joke with them all the time because when I first started, I was showing up a half an hour early and I'm like, this is 25 minutes of just being uncomfortable sitting in silence. So um, I'm probably the last one to get there usually. But, yeah, I get up at 4.30 in the morning, <sighs> get my morning shower in, and, and get on the way to work. Oh, um, 4.30. There's some yeah, high school every- kids listening right now just dying. They want to do what you do, but they don't want to get up at 4.30. It's a lifestyle change, and people will tell you working morning shows, like it, it definitely changes everything, your sleeping habits. Uh uh, you know, we're making business decisions of whether or not I want to watch the end of Monday night football and be miserable in the morning, or do I want to maybe go to bed and then watch it on YouTube in the morning in a sped up variety. So we're, we're recording this on a Friday. So there was a Thursday night game last night. It was bears and oh my God, I'm Come hit, thank you. Hitting a blank. And do you think the bears won because of Dick Butkus's death? Do you think see, that inspired that, them? I think it did. Yeah, and then Illinois plays tonight, so we'll see if Illinois inspired the two places that Butkus spent his football career. So I like know. a great story. I hope it happens that way. So I'm sorry for the Commanders, but you know what? Good football is good football. Yeah, it was. Look, it was finally nice to see the Bears win a game. I mean, they looked so bad. Very good. And then I like to end with some advice. So you you went to high school. You you had a little run at college. You're around sports twenty four seven, and I'm hoping there's someone a high school kid maybe their parents, maybe a cousin, maybe there's someone that's listening to the show and they're thinking, wow, I want to be a radio talk show host or for sports, or I want to be a manager, or I want to play high school ball at Perry Hall, or you know what, they, there's just something maybe you said over and over again to kids or parents that maybe if they heard it, maybe it's something you would have liked to have heard when you were a kid, you know, that, and we foreshadowed it a little earlier in this episode, but maybe it's something else. Is there any advice you have for someone that's listening? Well, I'll give you two quick things. Um, and the one advice going back to what we talked about with your opposite hand in basketball, like I, all the kids in my basketball camp, I'd have them laughing because I joke. I said, you know, when it came down to me, one of the things I realized is using my left hand in everyday life uh, to change the television channel, to open a door, to eat a bowl of cereal. You have all these little stabilizer muscles in your hand that you don't realize. I said, you can wipe your butt with your left hand, but go make sure you go back with your right to make sure it's you're doing a good job, you know, and then the kids start laughing. But that was the one thing that I'd always harp on because, like, even now, like, people talk about Jalen Brown in the NBA uh, for the Celtics that he has no left hand, and there was a video of him dribbling, and you're like, oh, my God, he is really bad with his left. But the difference in being able to go to either hand and and drive will change up how you get defended. But the one thing I always go back to with just, like, people in general is when one door closes, another one routinely opens. Like, Um, In high school, I had a coach that did not like me for whatever reason. I did not play my junior year, even though he wanted me to play my sophomore year. And then I'm not good enough all of a sudden to play my junior year. I kept plugging away. He left my senior year. It opened the door for me, and I got another opportunity. Um, In radio, when I've gotten fired, other doors have opened up. Um, And I just think it's a general thing in life is that you have to keep plugging away. Like college didn't work out for me, but I didn't give up. I kept pushing and eventually got a job in radio. And once I got in the radio, I think the other easy thing is just be humble. You know, like don't don't think anything's uh, beneath you to do, whether it's answering phones or, um, you know, even helping out and doing stuff behind the scenes. And that's what I did. I just worked my way up and eventually got the opportunity I got. Great advice. Great advice. I wish I I would have said that many times before to many of the kids I've talked to, but I like it a lot. Jeremy, is there anything I can promote? Is there any website? Is there anything that you can tell the world about that you'd like to share with folks right now? 
Yeah, so I, I have my well, I have my own gambling website now, concretelocks.com, which it's something that I started. So it's my baby. Um, and I'm now able to do that and promote that on social media. Uh, and yeah, I have some big news coming up at the end of the year that I'll be able to announce on January 1st. I and I just agreed to a three year deal with the radio station, so I'm not going anywhere. Um, but I will be adding more work to my work schedule. Okay. So, sounds like the, the way to be. I appreciate that. Jeremy Kahn from 105.7 The Fan. I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir, for being on the show. Anytime. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.